0: Hockey, the and Shipley talking Ooh. hockey, trade deadline coming. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. Another beautiful rendition
1: by our pal the pals, our northern friend, Gump. Gump, how you doing? You look fantastic. Hey, it's a great day, isn't it? It's always a great day when you're talking hockey, my friend. And then uh, on the other side of the line, all the way across the country, all the way over there in Arizona... Our own resident Super Bowl champion, AQ Shipley. Yeah, AQ. That's
2: baby AQ. What's up, boys? How are we doing?
1: Fantastic, man. Uh, so, you've made some interesting decisions lately to shave your mustache?
2: Yeah, I don't know if it was the best decision. I really don't. Well, but we, we it needed a cleanup. Every once in a while, I just like to let the thing breathe.
1: We complimented you recently on your beard game. You said you didn't like it. You like more of a clean shave and go go tea. And then you keep the top super clean, obviously, high and tight. This is I love doing the show with you guys because my receding hairline looks in full bloom
0: compared nah, to you two. Bald here stooges. we go. Here we go. I mean,
2: you should you should have let it go a long time ago, right, Gumpy?
0: Yeah, hey, I. You look at pictures from my wedding day, my friend. I can't say Oh, nothing. I can't. I can't. I was holding on for dear life. I so told was. Her- I so
2: was.
0: <laughs> I. <laughs> Talk about holding on for
1: dear life. This whole episode we are dedicating to the NHL trade deadline, which is coming up Monday, April twelfth uh ends at 3 p.m that is the official cutoff uh when trades will no longer be allowed to happen even though every year we see a couple few trickle in past the deadline i don't know if we'll see that this year though because of all the things at play here so many different things with the seven day quarantine in canada how money is tight with a lot of franchises not just cap you know every year you hear about teams are up against the cap a little bit of cap trouble they don't have the cap space now it's not just the cap space seems have to worry about it's the actual dollar amount on contracts because oftentimes you hear about a uh, discrepancy in what's actually owed to the player versus the cap hit. This is one of the situations we're going to have to pay attention to because some guys might be owed more money in the last years of their deal if a deal is front loaded or back loaded. Some teams aren't going to be able to absorb even that cash hit because they haven't been able to collect uh, money from tickets. There's been nobody in the arenas, even though starting to open up a little bit different parts of the country. We've seen uh, 2,500, 3,000 people in different arenas across the country, but. We want to go over everything uh we've seen and heard about the trade deadline so far uh disclaimer we are observing and reporting we're not insiders we don't have any inside info i wish we were i wish we were better at that uh this is all just what we've seen across the twitter sphere uh what we've seen in the articles we're just trying to funnel all this information straight to yours we're trying to grab everything we can out of the universe throw it right to you uh so i want to start uh with the simplest form of this let's look at what teams are going to sell, what teams are the basement dwellers right now in the standings that you know are going to open up the rosters and make that move. We already saw one. We saw Buffalo, which everyone largely knows, the worst team in the league currently. Uh, We saw them send Eric Stahl, basically giving him a godsend, sending him up to Montreal. He becomes that big body senator that montreal's been craving for years uh, and it's already paying dividends for them uh he had his first game the other night and he was just absolutely dominant in the face-off circle uh you know it wasn't putting up a ton of points but you know that's a that's a big help P- puck possession in this day and age is is all the rage so you're winning those faceoffs; you're getting control of the puck but well, let's look through uh the sellers in each division so far uh with the standings in the central division uh, you can look at the basement and you can tell right away the Columbus Blue Jackets and Detroit Red Wings, they're selling. So you can basically scan that roster and look at anyone who has a year or two left on their contract. Uh, they're basically going to be up for grabs. And Stevie Eisenman in Detroit, we know he's prone to wheeling and dealing. Columbus usually a little more reserved in terms of selling because the past couple of years they've been in the race, in the hunt. They added line A earlier this season. Hasn't quite worked out how they won, and he hasn't really been putting up points. I think he's only got a handful of goals since going there. He's a pure sniper. So what's going on there? Is he he a guy you could see moved out? But uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. We're talking sellers here. Uh, You jump over to the east, Devils and Sabres jump out as clear, clear just basement dweller. Uh, They got no hope at the playoffs. So you might as well just open up. Like we talked about, Sabres already started. You look at the Devils, there's another uh, There's another team that's got a couple guys. Kyle Palmieri has been uh, the bella of the ball, as they say. It seems like he's a guy that everyone wants on their team. He could fit into any lineup, and he can score goals, and he, he doesn't shrink from the physical stuff. He's not just a perimeter player. So he, he could be a guy that is highly coveted. Uh, and then you look at the other teams in the East, though, like the Flyers, Rangers. AQ, this is what we were just talking about before we came on here. Uh, These are teams within striking distance of playoffs that uh, probably aren't ready to admit defeat yet uh but maybe should and i know the flyers uh are probably going to look to actually add something they're probably going to look for a defenseman from everything we've read and heard about but the rangers have been hot lately they just blew the doors off the pens last night eight goals uh and it wasn't even a particularly strong performance by them uh, but they put the puck in the net so if you're a team like that that's middling right now what do you do do you do you admit defeat yourselves and say hey look let's look towards next year once a little bit more of uh a normal season than what we're used to or do you say hey uh we let's go for this thing now
2: it's a good question I mean I think in their case right I think you look at uh what is there 13 games left in a lot of cases right I mean it's it's few and far between I mean there's an 11 point differential in some cases 10 point whatever it is um
1: Rangers only five points back right now at Boston
2: yeah but Boston's got a couple games two games in hand yeah they're at 36 right because you know they dealt with some COVID stuff early so I think you have to you have to think that they're going to start playing well as they already have right and they're going to get to that let's say when by the time they get to 38 they're sitting at eight eight or nine points ahead I mean it's going to be tough sledding for New York Now, now granted like you said I mean they've been putting the puck in the back of the net there's no question about that I think that's seven against Washington maybe last week maybe um they score eight or whatever it was last night and um, that's a team that maybe you don't want to dismantle because you see them playing hot kind of right now and they're kind of rolling. Um, but then again, you can also say, okay, maybe we can get, you know, some some things to kind of help us in the future. It's it's such a hard thing in that division, right? Because it's a very are, tough division, I guess.
1: A good team is going to miss the playoffs.
2: A good team's going to miss the playoffs. And they there are some teams that are still within striking distance. And I guess if they get hot and somebody, you know, falters big time, there could be. You know, a flip-flop there. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you're looking at it. Those top four teams are pretty much – I don't want to say locked in. I do not want to say that. But they're close to damn near being locked in, you know, within the next week.
1: So, uh, the Rangers actually uh, – another trade we forgot to mention, it was Brendan Lemieux, the super pest, one of the great pests of the league, being moved. Son of Claude, obviously. It's in the oh, blood. Oh,
0: legend. Yeah,
1: it's in the blood. He got it from his dad. Uh, he was traded to L.A., I think, for a fourth-round pick. So, uh, the Rangers are already starting – the process but they're there again yeah they're not looking to dismantle they got a lot of young talent they got their future is very bright and i think the flyers same thing like these are both teams that are on the upswing of rebuilding from when they tore down previously I don't think you're going to see them unload a ton nor should they it's just if you got some guys on an expiring contract you know you're not going to resign why not try and get something for them I know Brendan Smith is another guy talked about in the Rangers is being dangled out there as trade bait and there's not really a ton of defensemen being talked about at the deadline it seems to be focused on mostly forwards Uh, and then just jumping back to the central real quick We talked about the Blue Jackets and Red Wings being the bottom of the basement sellers. The other team down there right now, but that we just don't know about, is Gumpy Stars. Because Gump, they got a couple games in hand on everybody because of the massive COVID issues they faced at the beginning of the season. They're sitting right now with a paltry 36 points, two behind the Blue Jackets. Uh, Chicago's sitting there at 41. The Predators went on a run there at 43, holding down that fourth and final spot. But they got three games in hand on the Preds. What do you do if you're the stars? We've heard Alexiak's name has been one. Jamie Alexiak, us Penguin fans, aq we're very familiar with that guy. The big rig, who seemed to be a great player and fit in well in Pittsburgh, seemingly was only sent out because Tom Wilson knocked him the fuck out, uh, and now he's back in Dallas, and he has been pretty good two way defenseman. Good. Like he yeah. can score, he's got a shot, can move the puck, big guy six Fits seven. In well. Uh, what do the stars do here? Do they punt on the season? Do they say, all right, let's open up the doors and let's move? Or do they try and scratch and claw here and make a little
0: run? They're running out of time to make that decision. Yeah, especially after last year, you know what I mean? Last year took a lot out of that no team. No one could fault them if they were sellers right now, I don't think, in my opinion. As a fan of the team, what would you want? What do you want to
1: see them do? Obviously, you want to see them make a plus, but like— Hold. You're, you're hold on. Hold! hold.
0: So you're saying? I mean, you just give it a go. You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you gonna get for Alexiak? Is he gonna change your franchise? Uh,
1: fourth round pick, maybe. No, it's not a franchise changer, but you know, it's a future asset. You know what I mean?
0: So you're saying it's not worth? It's not worth it. Let's see what we can do. I mean, we haven't had a, a time where we've had a run of games where it's like, you know what I mean? Like, this team got to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Was it a one-off? Maybe, but it's good enough to be a playoff team. You know what I mean? So in the back of your mind, you have to think that this team could go on a run. It's always in the back you just of my mind as a fan. Get, yeah, it's you, always in the yeah. back of my mind. As a fan, I'm saying, you know, we just, all we got to do is just, just get there. You get in the dance again. You got a shot. Is it realistic? Probably not. Well, I mean, again, like you got the games in hand
1: here. In hand here, the Blackhawks have been—they've cooled off a little bit as of late. They went on that hot run a couple of weeks ago. You know, and in the pre, it's the Preds right now that you yeah. we thought they were dead and buried.
0: Now here they are, eight and two. See, that's so, the thing—just how we thought they were dead and buried. The Stars could do the same thing. You know what I mean? It doesn't take much to turn it on.
1: And the problem with the Preds is they had a lot of guys that were going to be up for grabs at the deadline. Now yeah. they might be holding on to all of them. But uh, we'll get into the players available here in a second. Let's move over to the West where uh, I'm saying, I'm calling it the Kings and Ducks. Um, I think you're just too far back to even make a dent. You got the Sharks at 38 points. The Kings at 34 points. Ducks and last at 31. Sharks at 38. Blues at 38. And Coyotes holding down the four spot right now at 43. And no real game in hand advantage here. Coyotes, 39 games, play Blues and Sharks both at 38. So I'm saying if you're the Kings and Ducks now the time, you open up uh, the roster and you say, okay, look, who do we got? Who's older? Expiring contracts. Getzlaff. If, if
0: you're a playoff team, you'd love to
1: have Getzlaff for is a, run. a He is a playoff warrior. Yeah. Now uh, Getzlaff has come out, and uh, the Ducks GM – has also said hey look i'm not moving getsy unless he wants to be moved he's on record saying that and he told gets left that and gets left has so far given him allegedly no indication he wants to be moved no so uh it and i could see that you yeah. played there your whole career it's southern california it's, it's beautiful. beautiful but it's you come back to this hey one more chance at a run here why not go for half a season yeah but like, you don't know what he's got with the family the COVID situation yeah does he have, I'm assuming he has some somewhat of a no move. Yeah. He probably has like a no trade list where he can submit like ten teams he doesn't want to go to. So you, you don't want. To, maybe he doesn't want I mean, to end you up don't, going to
0: Canada. You know. You also don't have to. You know, like this is me being me. You don't have to move your whole family for a playoff run. You no, know nor I mean? would you. But like, it's it's a tough time. But he's also one cups already too you know what i mean it's not like he's chasing one no but two would look really nice on that on that yeah. resi he's got one already two would look really like nice. i said if you could get him if you were that playoff team i mean look at how good cory perry was for the stars last year he was like he was absurd a, an absolute catalyst <laughs> and uh, I, I put gets in that same category as Perry. they were on that ducks team together he has the ability to play that type of yeah. role on a playoff now gets isn't what
1: he once was, no, let's be no, honest. No. And he does carry a large cap hit. He's got one year left at eight eight million. Oof. Uh so now granted we're this far into the season, so it's prorated. It's gonna be a little bit easier to absorb, but I'm looking up now. Uh eight point two five, he does have a no move. Um
2: ten games. I mean it's not gonna be crazy, right? Regardless Yeah,
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be tiny uh actual cash. Uh so you could fit him in, but still some teams are so tight that might want to get them. It may just be a non-starter unless you're trying to move someone back the other way, which the Ducks may not want to take on more salary because you look at their situation. And for a team that is in last currently in their division and one of the bottom feeders of the league, uh, they don't have a ton of salary cap space either. They think they have uh, seven mil available to them, and that's because of long-term injury. So you don't want to be you don't want to be losing and paying to the cap limit. So yeah. this is a situation where they could, if they could move him, that frees up some money to them. Uh, to me, it's a, I'm am a big logo on the front guy. Get every asset you can. Like yeah. if it's time, like Getzlaf, like I would go to him and say, Hey, look, maybe it's time you do this for the franchise. To allow us to get like a first round pick back. Allow us to get a young player back and help us out. But he's done so much. It's hard. I understand that it's hard to like push yeah. him out the door. Plus, he's got the no move. He's well respected. He's a leader there. I just think he'd be a playoff warrior for some team. If he was in like a third line or a second line center role for some team, big body in front of the net. Uh, And then let's look at the North, the coveted Canadian North division.
2: Let's let's talk about the Kings a little bit. Okay. A lot of assets.
1: All right. what What are you thinking on the Kings?
2: I mean, you got Dowdy, you got. 'Cause they're another uh,
1: team. They they actually have a ton of cap space. They have thirty two mil in cap space. So they're doing just fine in terms of monies.
2: Yeah. So that I mean it's I think they could unload, I mean, any of those guys. They got Dowdy, they got Brown, they got Athanasio, they got um I mean they got a kind of a mix. Jeff Carter's even a guy that can, you know, help you out in the playoff run, right? I mean, this is a guy that scored a lot of goals in the past. I think, yeah, I think so, that's a team that might be unwilling to kind of unload some guys and you know
1: don't for the future you look at the older guys on the kings and of those guys you mentioned like Kopitar is the only one who's signed long term currently right now and he's probably Mm -hmm. not going anywhere he's he's their guy right uh but Dustin Brown is the name you mentioned that we've heard linked to the Pittsburgh Penguins because he is a physical player he'll hit anything that moves he's a little bit older now and he had quite a fall off and his contract was very large for what he was given for a couple years but he's had a bit of a resurgence this season Mm -hmm. uh I guess numbers here somewhere was yet uh so he's owed 5.8 7-5 7-5 as the cap hit. Uh, but he's got 15 goals in 34 games this season. Like, that's incredible for him. What's he, 36, 37? 36. Yeah, I mean. Long and a lot dude. of mileage on that body. That guy's body. a warrior mm-hmm. playoff time, too. But, yeah, I think that's a guy who, you know, he was captain. He's been there for a while. He had he ends up giving the C over to Kopitar. But, like. Any team would be happy to have that guy because he can play all through your lineup. Yeah. You can put him on the first line. He's effective. You can put him on the fourth line. He's effective and he's not going to turn the puck over. He's not going to, he's not going to fuck you over in good situations. He's a guy who plays with an edge, but he plays on the line, you know, it'll hit you, but he's not going to, he's not out to injure people. So that's, that would be a great pickup for someone. That's, that's like pipeline dream. I would like the penguins to be able to go get a guy like that. Cause I think he would solidify their bottom six. Now, can you make the money work? That's tough, and he's got another year on his deal, so it's not just this season. You're getting him for next season too, and 5.5 for what he's bringing. Uh, I'm gonna assume he's not scoring at that pace next season as well too. So that's something you gotta swallow as well. You mentioned Jeff Carter, another guy, stud goal scorer was, uh, but also now also 36, mm-hmm. 5.25 at this point in his career. What's he giving you? Is he? He's not giving you top line center minutes every night, but you don't want him to. Obviously, if you're getting him,
2: yeah, you get him on the third line, second. I mean, even I mean, some teams could use him on the second, obviously. But you get him on a bottom six forward role. That gives you scoring. That gives you presence. That gives you uh, experience. It gives you a bunch of things that maybe, you know, some of these teams going into a playoff run want, want, they definitely need in those bottom six roles.
1: Another guy you mentioned, Drew Dowdy, not the player he once was, not the all world, all Canadian stud defenseman, uh, but still very good, can eat a lot of minutes and can move the puck. He's making 11 mil a year, and he signed long term. He signed at least through 2027. 20, so mm-hmm. that's that's something that probably isn't going to happen at the deadline that's probably something you look at in the off season if he wants to get out of there because he's the he is the him and Kopitar they're the cornerstones of the franchise mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere unless they want he's only 31 so he's got a lot of hockey left in him and change your scenery might actually do him good it might kind of re-energize and reinvigorate him you know how it is aq uh you've seen it happen with guys when they get stuck in certain situations that where maybe the team isn't performing up to the standard they had once had you can i don't want to say get content but you get stuck in this wheel of losing, where it's hard to break out. Of. I you
2: the word we're looking for, right?
1: Perfect. Yes. You could speak to that a little bit. I'm sure you've seen guys fall into that trap.
2: No doubt, it's easy to do, especially if you've been. You, you get comfortable. You've been in a spot for a long time, and you know. You, I don't want to sit here and say the Kings have been used to losing, but they have recently, right? I mean, obviously, they had a good run. They fell of off the a cliff after times. those Cup wins. I mean, you know, they fell, off, they fell off the cliff, is right, and so. Now you're sitting here like, oh well, I'm making eleven million. I mean, let's just let's just show up at work and um you know, it is what it is. I mean nothing's gonna change, right? And so Yeah, you're not getting paid any there. less
1: to you know, if you just go out there and, you know, skate, but you know, maybe you're not giving it your hundred and ten percent. Maybe yeah, it's like ninety eight.
2: Now all of a sudden you're like traded to a team that's got a chance and you're like, Oh man, now you got that burst of energy, you got that burst of juice and let's go, let's get this thing rolling.
1: The other thing to mention with the Kings is they would love to move on from Jonathan Quick, who has not been the same ever since those Cups as well. He's one of the big reasons they fell off the cliff. Signed with a big deal. He's making 5.8 million mil a year. He's still got three years left on that deal. He's 35 years old. Still
0: got three years three left. Three years
1: left. That, this was the point in time where everybody was signing these long, long deals to try and keep the cap hit down, and now you're seeing a lot of teams pay uh, the ramifications of that. So, Quick, I believe the Kings would love to get from out, out from under that contract. They're probably going to have to eat some of it, and they can because they've got that 32 mil. They haven't fully restarted their rebuild yet, but I don't I don't know if the market is going to be that big for a guy yeah. like Quick when there are going to be other goalies available at a much cheaper cost this one you you, like if the kings were willing to give up an asset maybe to just get it from under the contract that might be something you look at um let's jump over again to the last division the north uh and we know that the canucks I i i i hesitate to throw the canucks in there because i think we assume they will be sellers but they probably have not made that determination the flames and senators though i think it's fair to say are are going to sell at this point um you look at the Flames, they were supposed to be a much better team coming this season. I think yeah, everybody had them pegged to be one of the playoffs teams. Especially with Markstrom. They fire their coach. They make the switch to Daryl Sutter. They get a little bit of a spark. Hasn't quite carried over the long haul. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. The Lost four in a row. Uh, the Senators, as we have know all year, has been not quite the dumpster fire. Buffalo has been. Club. But if it wasn't for Buffalo,
0: yeah, if it wasn't for uh, Buffalo, there'd be a lot of eyes on Ottawa. We'd be dogging the Sens
1: hard. And then uh, the Canucks recently, now with this COVID outbreak, they've got I think 21 players and coaches uh, right now that are on the list and that have tested positive. So, and they got some games in hand too. They're they're 37, but they're still they're eight points behind the Canadians right now. And the Canadians have two games in hand on the Canucks, even. So the Canadian you can pretty much solidify those four spots. Uh, in the north, the Maple Leafs, Jets, Oilers, and Canadians are going to be your Canadian teams representing the North. Canucks, Flames, Senators. Time Gone. for a couple of your guys to pack their shit and get out the door. Uh, now, knowing that, that let's go through here and we've talked about a couple of the players, but let's look at some of the players we can expect to be moved. These are the names you're seeing. A lot. Taylor Hall is the big fish, right? Everyone wants Taylor Hall, even though he signed the one-year deal, eight million in Buffalo. And he has not quite blown the doors off of anybody. He's 29 years old. I think he has, what, a handful of goals on the year? Not more than 10. Uh, Maybe less than that. Maybe, like, less than five. Uh, But he's a pure goal scorer. He was an MVP, what, three years ago? this guy can still play i think it's a situation of i think this is a situation aq where we just talked about the complacency where you go into buffalo hasn't been quite the best fit uh the coach coaching was a disaster the organization's just dumpster fire right now i think you get him out of there he can also play up and down your lineup now he's more of a scoring guy you're gonna probably play him in the first three lines you're gonna be playing him on your fourth line but he can move around a little bit uh, i think every team would love them i know i heard boston is heavy in on taylor hall Uh, The Islanders with Lula Amarillo, traditionally pretty quiet, but they lose out on Anders Lee. Taylor Hall would be a nice fit. He's played in New Jersey for a long time now, so he's familiar with that division and the area and everything. Uh, I think he'd slide in very nicely to what the Islanders are trying to do, and he's a little bit more of a – He's not quite the defensive mastermind and two-way player that they traditionally go and get, but I think they might need that now. Like, they need some scoring. They, they have the defensive game down. They need a guy that can break the game open. Uh, Boston, again, would be a great fit there. He could play with Krejci. He plays with that playmaker. Uh, Krejci takes care of the puck. He's not going to turn it over. He can let uh, Taylor All freelance a little bit and get him distribute and get him open for that shot. Those are the two teams, I think, that should be hot to trot for Hall. Or do you think, like uh, – Toronto or the Avalanche come out and just go, hey, we're going all in. And we try and load
0: up with a guy like Taylor Hall. Toronto. You like him to the Leafs. To get Taylor Hall would be fucking perfect. Is that too much,
1: though? Is that too much
0: just offensive juice and not enough? You know, they've
1: been flying high in that North Division, but now you get in the playoffs, they're going to see some a little bit tougher
0: defensive teams. I think Taylor Hall can do it, though. I don't think, I think, honestly, I think he's just, like you said, he's just wasting away in Buffalo. I don't think he's fucking. He's not into it. I mean, him going to to Toronto and Toronto just adding him would just push them over. Same with Colorado, but Toronto just feels like a a nice young Canadian boy back back in the back in Toronto. You think exactly?
1: He Uh, he didn't
2: exactly light it up though. Let's be honest. No, since his MVP year, he didn't light it up in Arizona. Nope. He certainly isn't lighting it up this year. And since you brought it up, I had to look it up. Was two fucking goals see i wasn't shoot.
1: sure if that was just after returning from an injury if that was all season that's tough. That's all season he's got two snipes two that's Brian pretty good Dumoulin
2: has half as many fucking goals as taylor hall let's throw that out there all right boys I mean, but let's... okay
1: do you fall you put a lot of that blame on playing in buffalo because look he remember he went to the coyotes last year your old your team i guess you can they're not your old team anymore you're back there he brought a Stanley Cup to Tampa. Will you bring one to Arizona? Uh you know, he had ten goals in the thirty five games he played for them, seventeen twenty seven and thirty five. It's not terrible.
2: No, it's, it's not. not a point but of I, game, I, but it's again, not terrible. Like it's not MVP. So like no. here's my here's my question, and here's my concern with him. I'm not sitting here saying he's dead, because he's not. There's no question. I mean, we know that. He's still he's still a very capable player, right? But he has not lit it up since he has that M V P year, right? So and I understand it's so hard to stay consistent in the NHL, whether it's injuries, whether it's teammates, whether it's whatever it is. There's a million different factors. But I don't think he's the same player as he was in that MVP year. And I also I also don't want to sit there and say that was a fluke of a year. But at the end of the day, if you look at his career numbers, that's a fluke of a year. He wasn't lighting it up beforehand. <laughs> right? like, no, you know,
1: you're not wrong. I mean, that year he had 93 points. And you go back and look. And the, the closest he ever got to that was uh, his fourth season in Edmonton which uh, he had 80 points, and everything else has either been 65 or under. So maybe you're on to something, but it it is quite a drop-off, too, after that year, 37 points, and then uh, the 25-27 split going from New Jersey to Arizona, and then 19 this year in Buffalo. So, And I think they're asking for a first-round pick for him is is what's being floated out there. That's a lot to give up for a guy who isn't producing at the level he once was but has
0: pedigree, so it would have to be a team – but Buffalo also only has them for the year, so they're at the end of the day they're going to yeah, take so they what they're going to take what they get. And everybody offered. knows that. Too. Yeah, you can't. It's not like you're getting them for another year, and, like, and he's not going to resign there, obviously. No,
1: uh, so it would have to be a team that already has guys in their prime that's not looking to re like pittsburgh's not going to go out and throw a first or second round pick for taylor hall because they need those picks so they need to replenish the back yeah. end a team like colorado or toronto who is loaded with young guys now who don't necessarily need those picks it makes a little more sense but like or like the islanders like we talked the islanders are built for it now and if not now then when you think washington i'd see i think washington is going to be a little more conservative this yeah. year. I could be wrong, but uh, we've seen them the past. In the past, they usually acquire defensemen. That's yeah. usually their move. But I, I, I find it hard to see them going all out for a top six winger like Washington can score. That's never oh, yeah, their problem. No. No. Their problem is they might uh, they got a goaltending situation that they're possibly gonna have to protect one of their goaltenders from Seattle in the expansion draft. So maybe you try and move one now, yeah, and and get something in return for him instead of losing them in the offseason for nothing. That Samsonov Vanek thing is gonna be interesting. Uh, it's uh, Taylor Hall situation is fascinating. We could talk about that forever. Um, Kyle Mary. New Jersey Devil, 30 years old, 4.6, 4.6 uh, mil cap hit, very, very easily f- can fit into a lot of teams. He can play, again, again a guy. It sounds cliche, but the, there's a reason these guys are the top of the list is they can move around the lineup. You don't necessarily have to slot them in on a third line. Like Kyle Palmieri can play on your first line. He can play on your third line. Uh, I've heard Boston as another one. Uh, pretty much every team in the league would be a good fit for Kyle Palmieri. Uh, and this is another one where – He's going to score, and he's going to produce no matter where he goes. So I think you're golden if you can get this guy, if you can pry him out of New Jersey. Uh, Matthias Ekholm with the Predators, one of the few defensemen available that's a household name somewhat. Uh, physical guy, gritty, can also score, though, and can move the puck. One year left on his deal. Thought he would be no-brainer, move it, because Predators always reload the back end. They're always stacked on D. But now they're in the hunt again. So do they? What do you do? Do you just ride it out? I think they're going to be a little more conservative. They'll probably hold on to him. If you're in a playoff spot, you don't want to be messing with your your top six. But he's, he's a guy. To
2: Philly, I think, for a while, right? I mean, there's...
1: Philly wanted him. Uh, I believe that's a that's a guy who Washington would be interested in. That's a guy who the Rangers would probably be interested in. That's a guy who Toronto would probably be, Winnipeg. Like uh, he, you name it, and and every team is going to have their hooks in trying to get Ekholm. But also, uh he's a lefty, but he I think he's a right shot. I could be wrong, but let me look this up because those are very coveted uh this day and age in the NHL, the right shot defenseman. No, he shoots left, sorry, that's on me. But um regardless, that's a guy who he's a Swede, everybody's gonna want, he's smart, plays the game, you know. Again, he's physical, but he's not dirty. Uh Eckholm was a guy that every team was going to be after, but now it's like Will he make it out of Nashville? I find it hard to believe that they're going to move on when they're in a playoff spot. Another interesting name here, and this is one you salivate at the thought of if you're a Penguins fan for having to go against them for all these years, Nick Felino, the Columbus Blue Jackets. 33 years old, free agent at the end of the year, 5.5 mil cap hit. You play him in a bottom six. You can play him in the top six. He's going to score goals. He's going to hit. He's going to block shots. He's going to be responsive defensively and he's gonna be vocal in the room. He's gonna bring a fire and a passion. You know, he's a torts guy. That's a, a, like dream situation for the, the Penguins. But again, Blue Jackets, although they're not in the division this year, that's a rivalry. I find that hard to see them doing business together. Foligno, but, but like he's a guy who, he could go out West too, because West is usually a little more rough and tumble, a little more physical. He could fit right in for a team in the West. Yeah, he
0: Couldn't was- Couldn't agree more. Yeah, he was, he was top of my list that was that was for the stars just in general as a guy that you could get i mean he's built for the playoffs you know what i mean
1: so far pretty much all the guys we've mentioned outside of maybe taylor hall you're 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 talking about a first round pick and probably a player or a prospect in terms of what it's going to take to pry them out of there even as a rental
2: yeah and i think even i mean obviously as much as clearly my dislike is for taylor hall at this point in his career He's going to command the same thing, right? Yeah, you're not wrong, to but that's it, it's going to be purely on pedigree
1: well. because he was a first overall pick and because he was the guy and because he had, has an MVP and could at any moment, right? He could turn that on and you look like a genius if you go get him and he does that, right? If you go first round pick for him and he he puts in ten to twelve goals on a playoff run and, and gets you a cup, you you're you're, you're all, all of a sudden a Hall of Fame GM. Everyone's talking about you. Everyone's saying what a, what a brilliant move.
2: That's the crazy thing about being a GM, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like the Penguins go out and get Derek Broussard a couple of years ago, and he was hot as can be in Ottawa, and he comes there and he lays an egg, and it's like fucking horrible move. Terrible. Yeah. I mean,
1: and the team, I down actually down. read the article, uh, uh, I think it was Yoey wrote about it. The team was on such an unbelievable streak. I think they were like 16-2-3 or something on the run before getting Brassard, and then he just never really fit in, didn't have a real proper place in the lineup, wasn't great at the third-line center role. Um, We talked about the Ducks earlier. Richard Raquel's a guy. He can score some goals. He's fast. 27 years old. Signed through 2022, so you're getting a little bit of contract control. 3.8 mil. Um, Could play top six secondary scoring for for pretty much any team in the league. Uh, Be a great fit probably that's a guy who you could probably get for less than a first round pick yeah. you would probably think like you could probably pry a second and something maybe like a second and a, and a fourth or something like that you might be able to get him uh and you could resign him at a decent rate and not have to feel like you gave up assets for nothing like he seems like a guy who wouldn't just be purely a rental if he went somewhere we talked about dustin brown we talked about Getzlaff. uh the other thing with the preds being in a playoff spot maybe not giving up uh you look at they had philip forsberg who is on i believe on an expiring contract and then you have victor arvidsson who has a couple years left on his deal but isn't quite putting up the goals he once was arvidsson 4.25 million five million dollar cap hit he had 31 goals in 16 17 29 and 17 18 and 34 and 18 19 and he plays he can play in front of the net he's very good at deflecting pucks Uh, not afraid to get his nose dirty. That's a guy that I think a lot of teams would love to have if he can find that form again. He hasn't quite been the same. I think he's battled some injuries. And then Forsberg, that's a household name across the league. Everybody knows him. He's a stud. He can score. So if you're Nashville, knowing you're going to have to rebuild at some point soon here, do you got your team now, or do you hold on for one last run here and say, let's see if we can win a couple rounds and maybe get lucky?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's gonna be interesting with them because I mean, heck, what, what are we talking? Three, four years ago, they're playing for the cup. The next year, they got a prime team, and then they've kind of fallen off the cliff a little bit too. I mean, obviously they're still a little competitive, and obviously they made a run this year. But at some point, you got to sit here and be like, hey, listen, like we 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 shot our shot. We didn't get there. We got to get something while these guys are still kind of prime value, right? And yeah. I think with Forsberg and Arvidsson, they're right there, and, and you look at Arvidsson as a GM, you might be able to look at that and say, okay, maybe it was injured, but maybe he has fallen off a little bit and maybe we can get the most we can ever get for him right now. And so that's, that's something they're going to have to look at and that's something they're going to have to kind of make that determination before this, obviously before this deadline, but that's something you got to seriously think long and hard again about. And if I'm that GM, I make that move. I really do, whether it's one or both and try and get something and know that, Hey, listen, we shot our shot. It was a good run. But we got to start building for the future now.
1: I like Arvidsson, too. He's a name. And with the contract term, obviously, you're probably looking at a hockey trade where you're, when we say hockey trade, that means you send a player. Both players have term left on their contract. There's not a rental. It helps both teams out and both players slot into the lineup immediately. It's a, it's a main roster for main roster player with term left on their contract. That's a guy that I would fit into that role where it's probably going to be harder to move now maybe you look in the off season to do something like that just because of the time crunch teams are under and how much of the chemistry do you want to try and disrupt but if i'm nashville i would be oh I'm, I'm listening i'm taking every call i get i may not be shopping these guys yeah. actively but i'm taking and Absolutely. listening on every call i get because some team might get desperate and they might want that that uh that net front presence that arvidsson can provide he's so good at deflecting pucks. like. He he reminds me a little bit of Hornquist, and I don't say that just because Hornquist came from Nashville but and also they're both Swedish but you know uh he could provide that type of presence to a team I feel like in a short boost over a playoff run. Bobby Ryan, there's a name we haven't heard as an impact player in a long time but he kind of, you know, he found a rebound of a career in Detroit and 34 years old, only making a million bucks, he can still put the puck in the net. Do you take a flyer on a Bobby Ryan for maybe like a mid-round pick? That's that's pretty tasty if you're a team looking to add some secondary scoring i think uh adam henrique player on the ducks, a center who was on waivers earlier this season still got three years left on his deal so again that's some that's a big commitment you're gonna have to look uh but he could help you out down the middle he's like a perfect third line center for for a lot of teams ryan zingle in ottawa 29 years old he's bounced around a little bit but three million dollar cap hit can play in your bottom six he can score sam bennett this is interesting okay hasn't quite worked out in calgary the way everyone had hoped 24 years old he's be an rfa this summer 2.5 mil cap hit he's not going to command that much more uh for his next deal um is he a guy you know he's not soft he can he can play a rough game he's not i'm not saying he's milan lucic but he's not he's not soft he ain't afraid to mix it up a little bit flames obviously sellers i think you look to move sam bennett and i think a change of scenery would do him good uh, Jake DeBrusque, I think the Bruins thought he was going to be a, a not a core piece, but like one of those like good scoring wingers for them. Hasn't quite lived up to the billing and, and the early success he had in his career, 3.65. Uh, on the cap, those are some of the more popular names you'll see thrown around the deadline. And there's always a couple surprises. There's always one or two that get thrown in there that come out of left field. And then there's going to be some real depth moves, like teams looking to bolster, like, they're they're farm teams with call ups and guys who could play like that seventh or eighth defenseman role or like that thirteenth or fourteenth forward role on the taxi squad, uh, and then goalies, which is I'm very interested in to see how this plays out. Goalies at the deadline, it's never something that's it's never the uh, the talk of deadline day as goalie moves, but there's a couple out there that could really help a team out, and like Colorado, who has had Philip Grubauer's been. Unbelievable. It's been excellent, but he's all he got. You want to give him a little bit of insurance because, you know, if he tweaks a knee, tweaks a groin, something like that, you got to have a reliable backup. They don't have that right now. A couple of names that are interesting. We talked about Bernier earlier, but with, or no, I'm sorry, we talked about Quick earlier, but with the term on his contract and the age, that seems a yeah, little that's absurd. I got ahead of myself when I went to Bernier, his former understudy in LA, who's now in Detroit. He's He hasn't been terrible on a, somewhat terrible
0: detroit team my he, only worry with him like when the lights are on it, tends to wilt yeah he was very very bad in toronto true good point uh I but as a backup i mean like you said colorado as doesn't a backup, have to be that guy he's
1: fine just like, has to come and steal a start or two, refresh and, it, and it, uh, let's be honest if grubauer's healthy he's playing every night in the playoffs. but you
0: have those games in the playoffs no matter how good you are how good of a run you're you're on A goalie's gonna have a bad game and get yanked it happens to the teams that even win the stanley cup you have to have a decent backup another guy aq
1: you're probably a little familiar with this guy darcy kemper out in
0: arizona he's got one
1: more year on his deal 4.5 4.5 mil pretty affordable guy can steal a game here and there he's not going to do it every night again this is a reason he's in a timeshare and he's probably coming somewhere to be a backup if they move him but you're arizona you're holding down that fourth playoff spot right now do you want to move on from him probably
2: not right you probably keep him right
1: here's another guy this is one that i think is definitely uh going to be moved and i think it could be really valuable pickup for someone Devin dubnik in san jose they've said they're not moving on from jones they're going to keep jones so dubnik is probably going to be moved out um hasn't really worked out in san jose hasn't had a great year but he's a guy we've seen can find it you know he found it again in minnesota he had a good run there and he's bounced around now he's used to moving he's a bit of a journeyman at this point uh, if you're a team like, um, let's say Washington, who has to move, who could potentially move one of their two young goalies, so they don't lose one in the expansion draft, then you could bring in like a Dubnik. And I think at this point, Dubnik's even fine being like a third goalie on a really good team. Uh, and and like I look at like the Penguins, who could use probably some veteran presence on on if you know if Jari has a tough start. It looked like he hasn't come back on fire from that injury and the Smith is there you could uh, you could throw doom Nick into the mix you look at Colorado obviously needs the backup there I think doom Nick would be a solid fit in Colorado as well
2: yeah would it, wouldn't I mean it wouldn't surprise me to see any of those moves to be honest I mean God as a Pittsburgh fan I'd like to see somebody come in and give us something better than fucking majority sugar like, fuck,
1: now okay him. so Jari struggled early in the year stunk came back came back played much better but came back from injury again and stunk. He's on the fritz again. He, I'm not, i mean, I mean, he got I'm, I'm he got toasted the other night. His first game back from the injury, so it's like, how much stock do you put into that? Um, but also, this is the this is allegedly the Penguins. These are part of the schedule, so these are games they should be winning.
2: Very very much should be winning. And Casey DeSmith has looked, I thought, pretty good this he looked, he's year great. in a backup role
1: great in the backup role. But it ne- again, it never hurts to have like a third goalie available, in ter- especially with COVID still lurking. Like at any moment that could strike and old uncle COVID, we know he come out there and just bam, give you an elbow right to your goalie's mouth and you're struggling, you don't want to be down a goalie in the playoffs. Uh the last thing I want to do here is quickly run through uh a couple teams we know are going to add or sell and just what they're looking for specifically like the Blue Jackets. We talked about Felino. We mentioned line A a little bit. I, do you move line A? Do you try and move him? Because you you, you gave up Roslovic to get him who didn't want to be there. Or no, I'm sorry. You, you got Roslovic. You gave up uh, a player who didn't want to be there in Dubois. Yeah to get line A. So it's not like you gave up the farm for him. Do you cut your losses now and say, okay, let's try and get something for this guy before he hits free agency because he's going to be looking to cash in somewhere? If you can, right? Why
0: wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you take it? feels a little bit get? like
1: the Taylor Hall situation, yeah. though, where the name carries a little more right now than what the yeah. production is.
0: But, I mean, if you're Columbus and you're losing him at the end of the year, no matter what. Are they, though? Like I assume so because the whole tort's benched him and he
1: been, hasn't been producing there. But, you know, maybe you try and sweet-talk them, and say, hey, look, just, Torch isn't
0: going to be here forever. I just don't see Columbus paying what Lonnie would want. I think, yeah, I
1: think you're right. And the other guy there, the defenseman, long-time Blue Jacket, David Savard. Uh, he can he can play the physical game. He can move the puck well. Uh, can block shots. That's another guy that could be interesting with, like we said. We went through all those players earlier. Not a lot of defensemen on that list. Not a lot of defensemen's names being floating out there. A guy who can play top four minutes – always coveted um Colorado we said needs a goalie I don't know that team feels like the perfect team right now I don't know how much you want to mess with the chemistry or what else you might maybe trying to add like a depth forward or something but other than that I don't think I'd tinker too much with what they got going on you you mentioned you like the Leafs met like you thought the Leafs would be good going all in do you think Colorado the same
0: or do you think it's like hey maybe we just ride with what we got I mean anytime you can get I know Taylor Hall is not the Taylor Hall he was but if you can afford it if, you, if that's going to get you a Stanley Cup, then do it. You know what I mean? Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, probably not going to do a lot, and they've been on record
1: saying as such because of the cap space, but it looks like they're going to get Nikita Kucherov back, which is as good or yeah. better than any deadline addition you could ask for or hope for out there. Uh, the Leafs, we know they're going to add a player. They've been looking aggressively, uh, probably going to be looking for a winger. Maybe you look at Line A. Eh? You mentioned Hall. I mean, that Love to have Paul Mary, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it feels like a lot, but it feels like that's what the, it feels like. The Leafs realize, like you mentioned, like now's the time. You play. Yeah. You
0: got all eyes on you with this Canadian division. They've well, been let's go waiting get it. for so fucking long, too, man. Like now's not the time to fucking get scared about what you're gonna have to give away. And Jack Campbell it. has
1: been a phenomenal pickup for them yeah. as a backup goalie. So they seem to be set in goal. Uh, maybe they try and add another defenseman, but I know they're on record like they want to forward. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins are trying to add a player. It's probably going to be a bottom six player. But Hextall, the GM has mentioned, he wants some size. We know Brian Burke wants the grit and the truculence. I just don't know how many of those players are out there that are skillful enough to play in the lineup and add the size. Or maybe they, maybe that's not what they're looking for. Maybe they just want a big guy. Doesn't have to be the most skilled guy, but can create a little room for their other guys to get around. And they've been banged up with injuries, Malkin, Beluger being down. They're They're a team that needs to add something, I think. Uh, just to give them that little bit of jump, just to reward the guys for saying, hey, you battled out of the uh, depths earlier in the year. You're in a playoff spot now. We talk about this all the time, AQ. Mm -hmm. Rewarding the guys in the the room, throwing them a little bone. Like, hey, we saw how hard you guys worked. We're going to add something to help you guys out. Uh, The Islanders, they're definitely going to add a winger to make up for Anders Lee. Uh, The Wild, the Minnesota Wild probably should look at adding someone because I think everyone thought they were dead and buried. And then Kaprizov comes in this year and just lights it up. He's going to be looking for a big time contract extension soon. uh, And that that could go any which way. You could see a bridge deal or you could see like an eight year deal coming for that kid. They're going to add some depth. Bruins are in the big names and they want goal scorers. So you're thinking Hall, Paul Mary, maybe they look at line a. Yeah. I don't know if he's the, the necessarily the type of fit for Boston seems to be much more disciplined and, Kinda of like torts-ish, but always option. And in the Florida Panthers, we don't, we don't talk about the Panthers nearly enough who've just had this resurgence with Coach Q and and Barkov and, and this great run they've been on this season. Uh, and they lose Aaron Eckblad, who was the first overall pick, and he's he's the big time defenseman down there for them. I could see them trying to add another defenseman. Like Eckholm would be a, a great pickup for them if you could pry him out of Nashville. Um, I just I I I don't know how many defensemen are out there, though, that they could actually get. But they're going to want somebody. And then the Oilers, do they look to add because you're basically playing catch up to the Leafs and you're trying to compete with that high powered offense and the Oilers can score and they've been defending better and goaltending has been better this season, but that's always still their weakness, right? They got, they got the guys up front do
0: they have the guys in the back uh they also don't have any cap room this is the thing about these divisions though is you might not know what you really need because you haven't played against the other teams right bingo like that is a thought here you
1: think you're fast you think you're skilled but you go against somebody else uh, from another division who you haven't seen all year yeah and you might not be as fast and skilled as you think you are you might not be in as bad and tough as as you think you are uh I obviously look to Detroit when I think of the Oilers because of the obvious connection of Ken Holland coming from there. C.V. Eisman going back to Detroit. They have a good working relationship. Uh, maybe there's a deal there for like a, a like a Luke Glenn Denning who could be like a, a depth center for them or something like that. Um, I don't think you're going to see them – make any major moves like they're not going to be bringing taylor hall back i don't think you know they're not they're not out there looking for that i think they're just looking for for depth and you'll see a lot of other moves like that just little little depth guys third liners fourth liners trying to solidify the lineups and just give you a little bit of extra jam punch grit sandpaper all that stuff we love it um so you guys got anything else that's all i got i'm I'm exhausted going through that list and that was only a handful of names hell of a run there's gonna yeah, be a good one. there's gonna be plenty of others out there that we don't know about uh here's the thing if you're a fan tweet at us on twitter at that's hockey talk and tell us who you want your team to go get don't it, it, we don't need to know who you're who you think you'd have to give up just tell us who you think would be a good fit on your team and i mean yeah, let's be reasonable you know not every team is going to go out and land uh you know a superstar but if there's someone you got your eye on you think can help your team at the deadline, tweet us and uh, let us know. And then as more news pours in, we'll be retweeting all the insiders. We'll be uh, keeping you up to date as much as we can on what's going on and all the chatter and buzz and everything out there. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode last week with uh, Mike Johnson. John was awesome. Uh, again, yeah, I was on vacation, so we wanted to get that out there. Uh, if you didn't listen to it, go back and check it out. It's on YouTube. He was an awesome dude. Covered. Variety of different things on and off the ice. Uh, Johnny's the man. Um, and if you haven't checked us out on YouTube yet, go check us out. Just type in Google. That's Hockey Talk YouTube channel will pop up. Be a subscriber. Help us out. Be a pal of the pals. We appreciate you. Thanks for rocking with us. And that's Hockey Talk.
0: Cheers. Cheers. All Cheers right. to you, AQ. Appreciate you guys. I couldn't see you. I didn't have you on this TV.